Badassers, and welcome to the Badass in Business show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game and show you how to own your inner badass and share strategies with you to badass your business. I'm Annette Piper. I am your host, the Badass Business Chick, and I'm excited that you are listening to today's show because today's topic is one of my favorites. We're going to be talking about your plastic brain. You know, we hear a lot about mindset, a mindset of success, but I want to take it to the brain level. When I was getting my degree in psychology, uh, studying the brain was one of my favorite topics uh, in my psychology class because it just fascinated me how the brain works. And of course, we've learned so much since. Uh, I finished my degree, and so I continue to study that because I think it's key to understand how the brain works, also key to understand how that creates our mindset or how our mind is also affected by the, the functioning of the brain. And if you think about the mind, what is the picture that comes to you? You know, what does that look like? You know, for most people, they get a picture of the brain, but the brain is not the mind. The mind has some of its main core processing in the brain, but your mind is really in every cell of your body. And studies and research uh, that have been done by neuroscientists such as Bruce Lipton, they tell us that each cell mimics the brain, or in other words, excuse me, in other words, your cells are like mini brains. Therefore, each cell is a, like a little brain and is part of your mind, and it, or it has a mind of its own because it mimics the brain, which is that core processing center for the mind. And so Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks about the three brains, and I really like uh, how he lays this out for you. This is in his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is a fantastic book, and everyone should read it. But he talks about the three brains, which is the neocortex, the limbic brain, and the cerebellum is the third brain. And so the neocortex is uh, our thinking brain, and it's like the walnut-like outer covering of the brain. And so the neocortex is the seat of the conscious mind. It's like the brain's uh, architect. And so it's the neocortex that keeps you grounded into reality. And, you know, it's really interesting because you gather knowledge in the form of facts or ideas and then that prompts the neocortex to add new synaptic connections and circuits into your brain. And so we're creatures of comfort, and we all have these habits, and those are those uh, neural pathways that are created or neural networks that form in the neocortex. Now, the limbic brain is also known as the mammalian brain, or um, some people call it the reptilian brain, 
and it's located just under the neocortex. And it's kind of like the chemical brain or the emotional brain. And so when the the networks of new neurons fire uh, to create a new experience, the emotional brain manufactures and releases chemicals that help to form those those uh, specific signatures. It's like a chemical cocktail, he says. And your emotions are the end product of the experience. So any new experience creates a new emotion, and then it signals the body to record that chemically and so that you can embody what you're learning. And it really assists with those long-term memories and forming those long-term memories. And then the cerebellum is uh, it, its like the seat of the subconscious mind. So the neocortex is the seat of the conscious mind, and the cerebellum is the seat of the unconscious mind. And this is actually the most active part of your brain. And it's like the brain's microprocessor. And, you know, so each cell in your body has that mini brain, has a little mini microprocessor in it. So I used to work in the semiconductor industry, and I manufactured microprocessors. And how it it just blows me away the uh, correlation between a microprocessor on an IC chip or integrated circuit, circuit and how that functions compared to how uh, the brain functions and the microprocessor in the brain. So it's almost like we've recreated little mini brains, which are our microprocessor chips that we use in all sorts of electronics. And every neuron in the cerebellum has the potential to connect with at least 200,000 and up to a million other cells. That's mind-blowing, right? And so you want to remember those three parts of the brain because it really does explain a lot about how the brain works. And I've just kind of touched on them a little bit here, but um, read the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. It's it's fantastic, and there's a lot of great tools that you can take away to do a lot of your own uh, changing of the brain. But I, I want to talk about our brain being like plastic. You know, we're creatures of comfort, and we all have habits and behaviors and limiting beliefs that keep us in our comfort zone. So basically, we've been conditioned to think and act and behave in certain ways. However, sometimes what we've been conditioned to is now just a well-worn neural pathway that leads us to results that we no longer want or results um, or thought processes that are no longer serving us in our lives. So today I want to help you understand a little bit about how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way and help you understand why you do things the way you do and how you can change the thought and the feelings and the behaviors that are not serving you anymore and amp up the ones that you are. And I'm going to show you a few ways to get out of your comfort zone, but because we have a short period of time here, 
I encourage you to continue listening to the Badass and Business Show because I'll do more uh, mini trainings on this as well. But what we want to do today is start considering how we get out of our comfort zone or the familiar zone because most of the time we're not comfortable in our familiar zone but it's that thought the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. And so we tend to stay in that familiar zone. But we want to get out of there and create new neural pathways for new results. And so the way to do that is through neuroplasticity. And that's the brain's amazing capacity to be able to change and adapt. And what that refers to, neuroplasticity, refers to the physiological changes in the brain that happen as a result to all of our interactions with our environment. So from the time the brain begins to develop in utero until all the way until the day we die, the connections among ourselves, uh, they re, and in our brains, they reorganize themselves in response to our changing needs. So if you think about it, this is a very dynamic process. It allows us to learn from situations. It allows us to adapt to different experiences, different things that are happening in our lives. And so neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change itself in response to what's happening in our lives, in our environment, uh, as we grow and change. And so I I've read that it's called the magical scientific discovery that shows us that our brains are not hardwired like computers. That was once the way things, uh, the the thought process was about our brains, is that it was hardwired like a computer. But really, it's more like a moldable clay or Play-Doh. So if you ever remember making moldable clay or uh, homemade Play-Doh when you were younger, it, it's really that kind of uh, gooey, moldable process. And this means that when we have a thought, we can change the structure and functioning of our brains if it's a new thought that we've never thought of before. You know, on an average day, we only think 2% new thoughts. So out of 60,000 thoughts per day, that are running through our brains, only 2% of those are new thoughts. So all of that stuff running in your brain all day is repetitive. It's got these well-worn neural pathways, and it just keeps repeating. So there's exercises that we can actually do to physically increase our brain strength, its size, its density, the way we process information, and so we're going to talk about a few of those exercises today. But really, um, it's that neuroplasticity is like a series of miracles happening in your own, cred, uh, your own cranium. And so that means that we can learn to be better. We can learn to be better in business. We can learn to be better with our health and wellness. We can learn to be better athletes, or we can learn to be better salespeople, or we can even learn to like that yucky vegetable that we hate, 
or a, a food that we've disliked for years, we can rewire what's going on in our brain and uh, expand what we thought we knew into something different. So it's amazing what the study of neuroplasticity is telling us. It means that we can treat things like eating disorders. Uh, we could prevent cancer. Think about how it could lower the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's, right? If we could uh, really employ some of these exercises, and a lot of doctors do teach a lot of this as well. And what's interesting is there is no age limitation when it comes to neuroplasticity. Our minds are designed to improve as we get older. So when you hear that saying, I just get better with age, hello, yes, you do. And so uh, neuroplasticity is part of that process. And it can be simple to start to uh, change those neural pathways in our brains. You just need to do something different. You know, I have a habit of putting my right sock on before my left sock my left sock and so just by putting my left sock on first instead of my right sock that starts to create a new neural pathway uh, i was in an auto accident a few months ago and so i drive to the chiropractor several times a week and i always took the same route but i've started taking a different route now which is, is so simple but it creates a new neural pathway. I see new things. It's a new experience. It's a different speed limit. There's not as much traffic, and I find that it's a more pleasant drive for me. And so just simple things like changing your route route to work or uh, shopping at a store that you're not used to shopping at, and because it messed up the right side of my body, that accident did. I had to learn to do some things with my very uncoordinated left hand. Yet that is part of that process of changing the brain, that plastic brain. And it will actually increase your brain power. So there you go. There's one of the benefits that I got from getting in a car accident is I've had to do some things with my left hand, like vacuum things like that. So I just increased my brain size. How about that? And Deepak Chopra says that most people think that their brain is in charge of them, but actually we are in charge of our brain. Isn't that fantastic? So what can you do to change your brain, really to expand that? Uh, my mother is 84 years old, and every day she does the crossword puzzles in the newspaper. And so every day that's a new experience for her because the crossword puzzle is never the same. So it challenges those well-worn neural pathways in her brain. So there's all kinds of exercises like that as well. You might want to try a new fitness exercise, uh, change, the, change up your routine. So if you do your cardio first and then you do your strength training after that, maybe try stretching and doing your strength training first and then doing your cardio or switch off if you do cardio and strength training every day, maybe switch off. Do cardio three days a week and strength training three days a week. So there's so many ways that you can change your brain and increase your capacity, which if you could increase your 
capacity. Imagine what you can do in your business. There's so many things. And, you know, one of the things that I deal with with my clients all the time is confidence. And so I use a lot of different exercises to help them build their confidence. And there's also a concept I teach called the power team model. And this can also help to expand your brain. And you may have heard something similar to this model, and you may not have. But really, it, it's saying that uh, your your thoughts lead to emotions, which create feelings or a physiological change in your body, which leads you into action which leads to a manifestation or a result of some type. So if you have the same thought every day, it creates the same emotion, which leads to the same feeling in your body. You take a similar action every day, and you get a similar result. And it may be something simple, like I said, it's putting a sock on, putting your right sock on first every day, every day, every day, You may not notice the emotion that it creates or the feelings in your physical body, but I bet if you change that and you put your left sock on first, it's going to be awkward. You're probably going to have a thought with that. It's going to lead to an emotion like, why am I doing this? It doesn't make sense because it's going to take you out of your your right sock first comfort zone and it's going to lead to a feeling in your body, and you may take a, another action and say, wow, that felt good to change it up. Or you may say, oh, I like my old way of doing it, and you're going to get some kind of result. And that's very simplistic, but let's take it to a higher level. So say your thought is, uh, I'm not good at sales, and that creates an emotion uh, such as maybe doubt or fear And then that leads to a feeling in your body, maybe it's like a wrenching in your gut, and that leads to an action, which, by the way, inaction is also an action. It's a choice that you make. And so maybe the the action is that you distract yourself and don't pick up the phone to make a follow-up phone call, and that leads to a result, which maybe the result is you didn't get the result that you wanted. You didn't get a sell because you didn't follow up. On the other hand, if you change that thought and you say, you know what, I'm I'm okay at sales, I'm pretty good at sales, and I have the confidence to do this, then that creates a more empowering emotion, which leads to a more empowered feeling. Maybe, you know, you hunch your shoulders back and you lift your head a little bit higher and your heart expands a little bit, which is a feeling, and then the action, you pick up the phone and you make the phone call, and the manifestation or result may be that you get the sale, and if you don't get the sale, you still get a result. You feel more empowered in what you're doing and more likely to pick up the phone again. So play with this. Do things a little bit different. Drive a different route to your office. Uh Comb your hair with your left hand instead of your right hand. Uh, try Kick up your exercise routine. Do something different. Figure out a way that you can start to increase the power of your your brain. Get out of your familiar zone. Get out of your comfort zone and 
see what kind of changes you can start to make in your business and in your life by doing some of these simple exercises to mold the body or mold the brain uh, so that you can create different results in your business and in your life. That's all I have for today. I hope that was a fun training for you. I love talking about the brain and I love talking about the mind, two of my favorite topics to talk about. I want to make sure that you are following us on Facebook, so Annette Piper on Facebook, and it's it's Annette Piper, social media, Annette Piper on Twitter, Annette Piper on Instagram. Visit my website, AnnettePiper.com, and always remember to spell Piper, P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert. Go out and have a badass day. Goodbye.